This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of your Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Brian Broadus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. He is also the pre- and post-game host of the Dallas Cowboys radio network. So we were out at AT&T Stadium today. This is Sunday night when we're recording this. And so you'll be hearing it Monday morning. But, man, what a victory for the Cowboys. They come away with a 20-point win over the Chicago Bears. And a game that, man, I think we all thought the Cowboys had it in them to to handle Chicago pretty easily. I think we knew Dallas was the better football team, Brian. But I don't know that I saw it playing out exactly like this and some of the ebbs and flows and and just what a wild game. And ultimately, the Cowboys put up damn near 50 points. Uh, What's your your big macro takeaway from this game today? Yeah, this wasn't going to be easy at all. And when we were all trying to predict scores and talk about what we thought the ending might be, I know I went with a 23 to 13 kind of a vibe. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, Dallas scored as many points as they did. I, I'll tell you, Dallas scoring on the first four drives. Uh, I, I, you know, that's something it, it they just made it look so easy yep. against a Chicago defense that talking to Chicago folks, they were really pleased with their secondary. They felt like they had some, some good players, some good young players, um, you know, they felt like that, you know, they can match up, they can cover, but, yep. and it wasn't the same. I mean, they just, they didn't get it done today. And, and uh, the Cowboys early in that game, I thought Dak Prescott threw the ball very well. I thought he was protected well. I thought Kellen Moore had a really nice first 15. His nice 15 turned into a nice 30. And, you know, so 
yeah, they were able to put together some things that they felt like that they could take advantage of. When you look at uh, and how they attacked different parts of this uh, Bears defense, you know, they had a plan in mind. And whether it was Valdor, the corner, you know, yep. they, they had an idea that like, okay, if we're going to throw the ball, we're going to throw it him. And if we're going to run the ball, we're going to run it over here. But I, I thought that Kellen Moore did a great job again of he made the Bears have to defend the entire field. It you know, it, and it was some some nice misdirection, some point of attack run plays, slants, uh, you know, passes to tight ends, whatever they had to do to move the football today, they did a great job of it. And I I I think that when you look at this on the defensive side of it, this was not going to be one of those, you know, should have given the Bears more credit and should have known better after the Monday night game for the possibility of them and how this offense could develop. Their yeah. offensive line is not great. It's, it's banged up. It's beat up. But the way that they use their skill players, especially the quarterback, with the the ability of him to run the power game they have in their running backs, it makes it a very difficult team to deal with because even when they get 20 points behind, they still run their offense. They don't panic. They don't try and throw the ball. They don't do things that will put them in harm's way. And that's that's really what this game came down to. The Cowboys were good enough on offense. Defensively, though, it it took every man on that roster uh, to get that done. I mean, I'm watching Bell play safety. I'm watching Clark play inside linebacker. You know, I'm watching uh, Hankins, who just got signed, play a lot of snaps at defensive tackle. It took everybody out there. McQuamu, it took everybody to, yeah. to get this game home. And I'll tell you what, they have to be pleased and proud. You can say what you want about Chicago Bears, and they struggle with this and that and the other. But you don't see offenses like that very much in the NFL. And with a serious power running game and a quarterback that's as, as good as, as he is at, at, at being a part of that too. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, really took it to this defense. This is a this is a, a legitimately top-tier defense that the Cowboys have. And then the Bears took it to you in a way that no team has before. But I, I guess the thing that's comforting to me is that there's no blueprint here to me because the other teams just don't have this personnel. Yeah. They don't have Justin Fields. They don't have Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert's a damn good football player. I I, I mean, you know, I, I I was sort of aware of him, obviously, and, and and what he was doing this season, how well he had played. And then I got to watch him a little bit, and I was impressed. And then I see him run the football today. It's like, that's a good football player. David Montgomery's a good football player. They, I, I like what they're building there, and I, I think that they've got a way to stress teams, uh, stress defenses. Um, ultimately today, you obviously had some problems with tackling. Tackling was not great. Uh, across the board, there were too many times where where you know they let guys slip through. They had some you know issues with the misdirection, get things flowing this way and go back the other. Over pursuit was an issue. Um, you mentioned Damone Clark there. Obviously, you're going to watch the tape. When people are listening to this, you'll probably be 
you know, up to your eyeballs and tape watching the game back. So we'll hopefully have some bigger takeaways later this week. But your your first view on Damone Clark, I thought Clark played pretty well just from a first viewing. You know, when I when I would zero in on him and try and focus on him, I thought he played well. And they really had to throw him in there, I think, more than they wanted to once Anthony Barr got hurt. Yeah, he is, uh, as you mentioned, as we're taping this, that young man's probably asleep in bed right now. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. – probably grabbed him a bite to eat. And then, uh, you know, he headed on home and went to bed. Uh, he got a lot of action in that football game and credit to him, credit to Britt Brown, you know, credit to, you know, the, the, uh, his ability to get back on the field and be ready. And, you know, that was a struggle for a lot of guys out there. I mean, you know, Donovan Wilson, here we are in week eight, Donovan Wilson goes out of the game with cramps. Yeah. That, that kind of tells you where we're at at, I, I'm going to get to your Clark question, but I mean, a lot of guys had to go out there and play. And Jaron Jaron Curse went down three or four. I feel like every week we see Jaron Curse helped off the field. He's just so banged up right now. Yeah, he really, really is banged up. And you know, but you know, you're right about watching Clark on tape. And there were a couple of times where I made it a point to you know watch him, and I felt like that he and Leighton Vanderush really communicated well. Uh, yeah. In that game, I, I felt like Leighton, uh, Leighton played very well. Again, it was going to be his type of game, a physical running team, uh, sideline to sideline, uh, you know, uh, was going to be needed there. I thought he was up to the task, but I thought him and Clark communicated very well. And when Clark, it, it wasn't like you saw any huge glaring errors that that I said, oh, OK, that was a big run because of Clark. Or that yep. was a that was a pass that was behind him that he's got to go get. You know, I, I didn't see anything where it was just like huge red flags of him making mistakes. But you're right. Watch the all twenty two. Try and focus in on him and try and figure out a little bit about this Cowboys run defense, Bobby. We've talked about it before when it turns into maybe the corner or excuse me, maybe the defensive end gets hooked, maybe the linebackers a little late. Maybe the safety doesn't fill. And, you know, a lot of these things could be because of players that don't get a lot of practice time were having to play. Clark, I guarantee you Clark didn't have a lot of practice time. I guarantee you you Bell didn't get a lot of practice time. Hankins. Hankins. Probably on the scout team when I'm talking about Bell and Clark. You know, probably scout team guys all week. You know, how much work did they get, you know, in the actual scheme? It's a credit to those kids for being prepared and being ready to go when it when the when the bells come. Bland, you know, Bland got probably a lot of work at, at nickel corner, but you know, he, he's only really played that that commander's game. And for him to go in there and 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 hang on, I I thought overall that they did a really, really nice job of of you know in a in a difficult situation. That that game was not easy to close. Offense did a great job of getting points. I kind of heard your turning point of the game when I was listening to 105.3 on the way home, and I, I thought you made a, a really good point about that drive, the pass that Dak threw to Schultz for 30 yards. Yeah. The game was the game was still in doubt until you make that pass. And because, like I said, and you've talked about here on the show with us, there was there's there were a lot of guys who were just hanging on and just trying not to make 
a critical mistake that would turn that game around. But that that pass you talked about, I, I totally agree with you on that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, because that was a situation where it's 28 to 7. Uh, you you think you get the interception on Diggs. Then you get the, nope, Chauncey Golston had the rough in the passer, which I know we all don't like the rule, but I think letter of the law, it was accurate. He hit him in the face. I think I think you look at it and go, all right, that is roughing the passer. Uh, yeah. So that takes it off the board. They then score a touchdown. Then you get the DAC interception, um, which we can talk about here in a second. That leads to three points. Then they score a touchdown on the second drive out. Now it's all of a sudden a five-point game. A lot of momentum, and you're looking at a second consecutive three and out before he hits that pass to Schultz. And then once he hits it to Schultz, it's boom, Schultz for 14, Turpin for 11, Lamb for 12, touchdown Pollard. And then you just felt like they responded. They responded exactly the way they needed to, didn't let it overwhelm them. I thought that that was big. Um, Specifically, an area of offense, the first play of the game, we talked last week about how we knew you're going to give him that play action boot throw Dak to get him comfortable. That was always going to be the first play out of the gate. Uh, It was interesting today to see them scheme up a really basic, just like two yard, like throw in the flat to Michael Gallup after Gallup had been such a big topic of conversation for this football team and his involvement this week. That felt a little bit like, Hey, let's do for Gallup what we did for Dak last week to try and get him back in this game. Let's get him comfortable right off the bat. Let's get the ball in his hands, make him feel good about things. And I think it was effective. He had a really good first half, four catches, 48 yards, uh, made a couple nice plays there. Is, did it feel the same to you that that was almost like a concerted effort of like, hey, this is this is a bigger picture play here for our first play of the game. We want to make sure Michael is taken care of and we get him in the right area of confidence for his game. Yeah, I think going into this game, Bobby, that – you and I started hearing the whispers about Michael Gallup and, and maybe some of the confidence issues that he was having, or maybe a little doubt. You know, these NFL players. You can see it. You can, you can yeah, see it. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, you talk about separation and getting open and finishing and all those things. But, you know, and, and you just started hearing more and more whispers about it. And it was nice. And Kellen Moore – came out on Monday of last week and was saying the question was asked to him, well, what's wrong with Gallup? Two targets, no catches. And Kellen Moore stood up there and said, Hey, I need to get him involved. I need to figure this out. And they did. You know, if you look at the, the slants that he caught, the the quick screen or the flat pass they caught, you know, these are things that were in mind to, to get him going. And so, I'm I'm okay with that. I it, it I like I mentioned earlier, Bobby. It, it took everybody. It took everybody. It took all those backs. It took all the tight ends. It took all the receivers. The quarterback I thought played very well. Offensive line. I mean, but that's that's kind of where you're at. That it's there's a lot of guys playing with confidence and and maybe Michael Gallup. You know, I, I think there's been some things that have happened to him at practice that kind of uh you know that he's that he's kind of lost a little confidence it's like 
maybe got scared a little bit on some stuff. You know, you just you, you start to hear things like that. He, that he, he, he told us the reason he didn't play against the Giants is because he didn't feel good about something that had happened at practice. He told the media yeah. that. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, you, you've definitely heard him reference some of the, the this lack of confidence things. And then right. you have you have to feel you it's understandable where where when a guy's already dealing with some confidence issues, and then it comes out of a game where it's zero catches on two targets. It's right. easy to be like, man, I'm I'm not holding my own. And so you saw a lot of covering fire, it felt like this week. Kellen Moore, I gotta do a better job. Dak Prescott, I gotta do a better job. Mike McCarthy, I gotta do a better job. It was very you know, us focused instead of Gallup focused. Yeah, they 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 were the ones that were willing to fall on the sword, and and I don't mean fall on the sword. Yeah, it's bad when you fall on your sword. Sword, it's usually death. But you know, <laughs> they, they were they were everybody. They're was, protecting him. They're, they're protecting very, him. They're very protective, and they know how hard he has worked to get back. And so maybe this uh, this game helped him a little bit, and then he could go home, kind of sit back, relax you know, get himself together and then come out when they play at Lambeau Field here in a couple weeks and and go make some big plays for you. Uh, on the Dak topic, Dak was incredible in the first half of the game. He had the bad throw uh, there at the end of the half, which you'll get a chance to watch the tape. I'll watch the tape this week. We'll take a look and see, all right, what's the issue there? Because the question is, did he see – it was Eddie Jackson who made the pick, I believe. Did he see Eddie Jackson or – did he did he just not see the safety there in the middle of the field, or did he see him and think he was playing further back? I've got an opportunity, a window to throw this in, and didn't realize Eddie Jackson was in a position to close as quickly as he did. I get the feeling without having to see it back on tape, just I I, I feel like that's what happened, is that he didn't have a good feel for how quickly Jackson was going to be able to close on the ball. Um, and I don't know, he may have addressed it in the uh in the postgame show, but or, well, he said, yeah, he said postgame that he got a little greedy that again, when Dak makes throws like that, that get picked or almost get picked. His general response is I can't make that throw. I got a little greedy. Now I understand because greedy, was, greedy works out. Greedy works out sometimes for the guy. And I'll so tell you what, yeah, he, sometimes, you know what, he, the way that he was playing in the first half, I would have probably taken the shot too, but you know, Luckily for the Cowboys, you know, defensively, on a, what they call a sudden change where, boom, there's a turnover. You've been on the field. You give up a touchdown. Your offense is on here. You're thinking, okay, 40 seconds. We get to go get some Gatorade, maybe an IV, and we can kind of get things together. Oh, wait a minute. we got to go back out there and play defense again. That's yeah. where you have to be careful, and that's where this Cowboy defense has been good enough. When the offense has written checks that its body can't cash, the defense has cashed it for them. You know, and I, I mean, whether it's bad punts, uh, turnovers, defense has done a great job of when that it's that sudden change that they don't let touchdowns happen or, you know, generally points. In this case, you got the field goal, but that's okay. I mean, that that's, yeah, it made the game closer. The thing that you were a little nervous about was that the Bears were going to get the ball in the second half. But yes. let's focus on Dak. I asked you this question in the postgame show, Bobby, and we need to figure this out. Are the throws that Dak makes down the middle of the field the ones that he struggles with the most? Because it, you look at the Tampa game, 
You look at some of these other games that he's had where he's thrown it into coverage or he's not seen defenders. You know, that's that's something that we need to to is there something that's holding him back from seeing safeties in the middle of the field or linebackers dropped because stuff on the outside is not a problem for Dak Prescott. It's stuff down the middle of the field that tends to give him the most issues. Yeah, and that's a, that's probably a research project this week to see what the data looks like when he's throwing things. Because definitely it does seem like when he's he's having issues with, you know, where the safety is and and ball placement or or depth perception as may have been right. on, on that one. It definitely does seem to be generally deep middle, um, at least just, you know, thinking back on it without actually looking at the data. The data may say eyeball so. test, eyeball test of yeah. watching games when Dak, yeah. when, you know, yeah, the Dalton Schultz pass was down the middle of the field, which was fine, right? I mean, that was yep. middle of field, middle left to him. You know, the stuff that looks like where he's had problems is when he's gone middle right is where he seems to have the most uh, the most issues. It just, a, it, just a, it just appears that way from, from watching these games. Last question here uh, on, on the topic of, of this specific game before we roll into the next segment here. Uh, Anthony Brown was bad on Sunday again, I thought. I, I thought there were a couple times where – even like like there was the Valus Jones throw down the field where that should have been caught, but but he was, was get caught. Yeah, uh, he he he's he got beat a couple times out there. Are you seeing a guy that's playing? You know, we talked about Michael Gallup and playing with confidence. Is Anthony Brown not playing with confidence, or has he just not been good? Like like I don't know what to do about that situation because you they clearly don't have confidence in Calvin Joseph and Deshaun right behind him. Yeah, this is one of those times where you admit uh, a fault and. My fault coming out of Oxnard was that Anthony Brown was going to have as many interceptions as Diggs, maybe play just as well as Diggs. And he doesn't look like the same player that we saw last year that had, you know, the Tampa game was poor. The Las Vegas Raider game was poor. Other than that, he played really, really well. And I felt like in Oxnard that he was going to, you know, step up and he, he did. He had some really good practices. And uh, but he's not the same player. It just doesn't look like, uh, you know, he look he's looked timid. Uh, he's looked at times, uh, you know, not as aggressive as he needs to be. I guess timid and lack of aggression is a kind of the same word. But he just, you see, you see, you, you see him hesitant, and then guys get by him down the field. I, I don't. It, it's amazing that you know the the Lions game the other day. Was it third and sixteen or third and fourteen? Yeah. And they run yeah. up, and they gave run it up. up. Yeah, Mike, he's pedaling, and then you think, okay, go ahead and drive on this ball, and he's still pedaling as the receivers curling back to the inside. The he had a pass interference penalty today, right? With uh, that arm went around, and he tried to go around. Uh, man, I I thought that was a little tough, but I, yeah, he did. To your point, I don't see the same guy that I really believed was going to have a, a, a great year. I, I haven't I haven't seen that so far. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 